Bad snap. Bobble oh, scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Welcome in to the Green and White Report. Another not on the air on the WDBM Airways this week. Just doing a podcast version. Ryan Collins, Trent Valley. No Hank this week. Producer Hank is not with us this week. He had to be on the road. Yeah, a little bit of a matinee session here because we're, we're, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show. It's a podcast episode. No Hank. Weird circumstances. But Hank, Hank's, Hank's going to be back with us next week. Well, what's it called? Uh, we're, we've been talking about this for so long about getting back in the studio, and there's actually some real stuff happening with us possibly getting back in the studio. So there's a little confusion this week on whether we'd be live, like yes, in the studio or not. So this is why this is only coming out in podcast form. But not like uh, there's there's a lot going on in the world of sports, and it, I would say more in the world, like just the world. So we figured it would be better that we at least get a show out if it's not even an hour than not doing anything because there's a lot of stuff we should get and talk about right now, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, what's the call? Alex, I mean, how are you, though? Before I'm we great, roll, I'm great. I, I'm f- first full week in East Lansing. I mean, it's welcome week. Everyone who's been to college is like, oh, welcome week, a nonstop party. It's not like that. And, like, anyone who's, like, trying to make it out there who's, like, not – who lives around a college campus and something like that, it's not really like that. You go hang out with the same crew at, like, 10 or something every night, have a couple drinks, you have some fun. That's basically it. Nothing crazy. You still have a good time. Still still better than being at home. I'll tell you that. Still better than being at home. So, I mean, what what has your welcome week been like? Pretty much exactly what you just said. Um, I have been hanging out with the same group of friends every day in some capacity. Uh, it's a pretty fun time. It's, it's, you're, you're right. It's better to be here than at home because at least here you feel like you're actually in college. At home, it just feels like you're being homeschooled, basically. Yeah. You feel, you, you feel like you're in high school. Yeah. It, it just, it's because, you know, when you get hungry, like you go to the same restaurants you went to in high school. And, you know, your, your friends from high school are home, and the whole thing's just weird. So it is great to be back, and it's great to have you back in East Lansing. Uh, we're gonna, it's going to be a fun year. Yes, yes. See, I mean, honestly, TB, we need to start figuring this out and just do this in person because we can easily just do this Yeah, because we're both, here. Or a, we're both yeah. here. I don't know why we don't do that. I think we're just lazy. Like, yeah. it, it, we're just, like, dying to get bad in the studio, but we're honestly not doing all we can probably. <laughs> no, so we got to block in. Yeah. Lot, but, like – we're recording this after the Detroit Tigers just won another baseball game, won five in a row. Yes, indeed. I'm, obs- I, I, I'm obsessed with the Tigers. I I, it, I plan my whole day around watching the Tigers. I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. I, I, I wake up and I look at them like, who's who's in the starting lineup tonight? Are they really going to put Christian Stewart out there instead of Bonifacio or these other – like, I, I, I'm getting, like, deep into it. It's fantastic. As you should. And you know what? The Tigers are on a little bit of a heater right now. Little bit of a boys. I got I got to shout out Ryan Rabinowitz because the Tigers look like they're going to get back above 500 at some point, knock on wood, at some point. 
I think they're only they a game and back. a half. Yeah, game and a half they back. Say what? Game and a half back of the wild card, I think. Maybe that two. That is correct. That's correct. And this division is still pretty open. Still pretty open. Yeah. Obviously the Indians and the Twins are, are, are pretty solid. And this, but it's open. No, no, it's funny because before the year, we talked about this on the Motown Rundown, and we're not going to talk about the Tigers that much longer because this is not the show to do that on. And with the Motown Rundown, we'll have a new episode out this week sometime. But, I mean, we talked about how the AL Central, like, stunk. It's probably one of the best divisions of baseball right now because the White Sox are probably have the best lineup in baseball with Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu literally just can't get out. And then you got, like, Aloy Menes and all these other guys, like – Luis Robert, who just hit balls like 7,000 feet in the air. It's just, it's incredible. And then you got the Indians. The Indians are just, like, steady. They're always going to be kind of solid, yeah, especially when they true. have – especially when you got, like, Lindor and, like, those group of guys. Even though they're trading Clevenger, did you see that? Yes. Why it. are they trading Clevenger? Is it because he broke curfew and Corona? Dude, there's got to be a couple things behind the scenes because I think that that alone – the Indians as an organization don't strike me as like, oh, you did one bad thing, so we're going to ship you out. They're not like the Yankees or something. Like There's, there's got to be a couple pieces of the puzzle that we don't know. Yeah. I would have to imagine. But back to your original point, the Twins, as I'm watching the Twins, Nelson Cruz is like – Dude, I don't get it. He's so good still. I, I, I don't get it either. I don't get steroids. it either. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a I mean, I'm not I trying to disrespect them. I, mean, I have always thought that Nelson Cruz is juicing. Always. I mean, he, he got suspended for it. I don't know if he was on the Orioles or if he was with Seattle then, but I know he got suspended for it. He's an all-time Tiger killer. If you, you go back and look at the 2011 ALCS, guy like could not – they couldn't get him out. But, I mean, he's raking, and he's 40 years old. He hit a, That home run he hit to dead center yesterday was a tank, absolute yeah. tank. But, yeah. I mean – Screamer. Well, yeah, I know a lot of the people like tuning in right now are like, yeah, do we really want to talk? To-? Actually, I feel like a lot of people do want to talk Tigers. If you're from the Michigan area or Metro Detroit area, like a decent amount of people who do listen to this, or even from mid-Michigan, you love the Tigers, so you want to listen yep. to them. So go Tigers. They're, they're streaking right now. Go Tigers, baby. And, yes, yep. yes, the, the AL Central is sneaky, the best division in baseball right now. I don't know about that, but it's very good right now. Yeah. It's very good right now. And the Tigers have surprised a lot of people. But let's move on. What pissed you off this week, Trent? What pissed me off this week was that uh, our ice maker in our apartment is not working. So every time that I want to make a little drink or have some cold water, I can't. I can only get it to be as cold as the sink will go, which obviously everyone knows is like lukewarm at best yeah it's still sink water so it's whatever that pissed me off because i really really value cold cold water and i haven't been to the store and i ran out of milk so right now i'm drinking water and that's my only option what's it called i will say this there are people who like room temperature water and that is something i will never understand that is like there's a lot it's not it's not a minority. Like it's like fifty fifty. They're like, Yeah, I like my water bottle just like warm. Not warm, but you know what I'm saying? Like room yes, temperature. Like room temp. Yes. I'm like, dude, what what is wrong with you? Like well, get I, get some every ice. Now then, every now and then you get these people who are like, Well, actually it's better for you. Warm water is better is it? for you. Well, okay. Uh, evidently the, the idea is Is there it's science better. there? It takes less 
to um, get to your body temperature. Like it takes less time and then it goes into your body quicker or something. I don't really know how that works because what percentage of we are water? What yeah, percentage? I don't know. It's, it's something crazy. It's like seven. No, not, not a science podcast or radio show here. Yeah, so. me either. But that's it. That's that. What, what pissed you off this week? I mean, what pissed me off this week, I'll tell you something. DoorDash. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I order, I'm not an order, like, I've moved from Cedar Village, and if you are from East Lansing or around here, you know there's a high population of fast food and terrible food I can put in my gullet that is just right in my access. I've moved over on the other side of campus where there's a little bit less action. And one of my favorite delicious, like, I, I don't know what I was just trying to say when I was trying to describe this, but one of my favorite fast food places is Taco Bell, and there's no one, there's like nothing near it, like not even close to where I live. It's like a 25 minute walk or like whatever, which is something you don't want to do when it's like a 1030 at night and you had a, you had a couple pops already. That's just something you don't want to do. Correct. So how, why is the fee so large? I know it's like Corona times and I respect everyone, like what they're doing, but like, it's an arm and a leg, man. It's an arm and a leg. To I, get I'll never food. do it again. I, it was the first time I've ever done it. All my friends do it. I don't know how. Just give it a, I, like, I, I'm going to walk 35 minutes next time. I don't care. Like, yeah, I, like Not worth it, on. man. Come on. Not not worth the fee. You you pay double almost. And it's not even that. It's not even that. Like, I respect DoorDash, great idea. Like, rub up all that stuff, great idea. There's a reason, like – Taco Bell and all these other places like don't deliver in like Madonna because they're not meant to be like delivery food. Like you get it. It doesn't matter what the delivery driver does. Like your food's just not to be good, as good as you want it to be. Cause those Correct. things are meant to be ate like immediately. That's why Chinese and pizza are like the only two, like only two types of food that are just like meant to be to go. Cause they, they can, it doesn't matter like how they come in a bag or styrofoam. They just taste fantastic the way they are, like, takeout and stuff like that. But that pissed me off. What do, you, what do you get? What do you get from Taco Bell? What do I get from Taco Bell? First of yeah. all, took, they took off basically almost everything I loved on the menu. That's like, what my about, buddy was saying. It was, I, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I mean, the fact that they had, they had the goal to get rid of the drillers. Like, I, I wasn't even a driller's guy. Those things were fantastic. Everyone liked those. Don't get rid of them. They were unbelievable. Also but got rid of it. Also got rid of the beefy Frito burrito. Best deal maybe in fast food industry. It's a shame. It's a shame. But I got, I got some case. The quesadilla also. Why is it $5? Everything else on the menu is cheap. Come on. They got to figure that out, Taco Bell. Even though you're I'm my place. I'm a big quesadilla guy. Big quesadilla guy. When I go to, like, authentic Mexican places, you get a quesadilla. It really? is so good. Yes. Every time. You get, a, you get a nice quesadilla with some steak inside of it. And then, you know, whatever else they doctored up with peppers and stuff. It's really good. Really good, man. I don't know. I, I'm disgusting, though. Obviously, eat anything on the Taco Bell menu. But let's move on to more of a serious note. As we talked about the boycotts around sports this week, that was obviously the biggest story this week in the world of sports. As Wednesday – was it Wednesday? Uh, I believe so. Wednesday, Tuesday. I think – Tuesday. I, it was Wednesday. I think it was a 3 o'clock tip. And the Bucs didn't show up to play. They boycotted, led by George Hill, after recent events with the Jacob Blake shooting. Everyone's, everyone who lives in this country is aware of what happened and what continues to kind of happen in our society. 
So the NBA players are basically like, hey, guys, like this was a this was a big question mark before we went to the bubble. We're not going to play these games. It's a, it's just taking attention away from what, the things that they find really important and what a lot of other people should find important. And they're trying to make a real change. So, I mean, and they weren't the only ones. I mean, the NHL, I think, played that day – the same day when Milwaukee boycotted, but they eventually canceled their games on Thursday and Friday, and they were postponed. There was a plenty. There was a bunch of MLB games that were postponed. Tigers postponed one this week. NHL NBA resumed yesterday, but I mean, I just want to say this: anyone who like does the whole thing, like it's your job to play this sport, or like like just go out there and play, like you guys are idiots. You just yeah. like. Guess what? They're passionate about this stuff, which they should be, because yep. there is injustice in the world. It's pretty obvious that black people do not get the same opportunities that two white kids like us do. Like when I when we see the cops, we feel like protection. That's the opposite for them, which Complete is opposite. which is something I can't even like bottle my mind around. I, it's yep. so hard to like even like think about. It. And I, I, that's privilege. But if you're a person who doesn't have empathy and doesn't understand why they're doing this, then I, I honestly, I, I just don't understand that. But I mean, people are like, just go play. You're making a bigger statement just playing. Guess what? The two days of boycott, they, they got actual stuff done. And, yeah. and, and, and they're like, they're forcing the hand of the owners who actually have real pull because their pockets are so large that they contribute to all these people's campaigns in the political world because they're looking for something in the political race too, which is tax breaks and all this stuff and, and, and to have connections in Washington and forcing your owner's hand, basically saying, we're going to boycott this until the people in this country and people in America take proper attention to what's going on. I, I, it's smart. And it's what all about like, that's why we live in America. So you're able to do that. It's like a free, like, this isn't a dictatorship. They, they shouldn't have to, like, explain why they didn't want to play. It's pretty obvious why they didn't want to play. And it's pretty telling that they, they're able to get stuff done. And that's what I find so impressive about these NBA players. I mean, they're so smart. Yes, I, I applaud. I echo everything you said. I applaud the NBA for getting this started and all the other leagues for following suit. I mean, like, tennis tennis was shut down, you know? Like, yeah. things. And then Naomi Osaka, who was in the semifinals, just did not play. She's like, yeah. I'm withdrawing, which is a – I think it was, like – That's huge. One of the first tennis tournaments since Corona, and she's like, I, I, I don't need that paycheck because guess what? I, I, I believe in this. So yeah, so you you tip your hat to those those athletes and the people who are who are trying to do this. And, and look, I think something that has something that has always bothered me personally, and if you have half a heart, it should bother you as well. Sports does not come before humanity. People nope. too often put humanity aside. Like you know, I, I'm just gonna name drop a couple guys: Ray Rice, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. All these guys they get second chances. I guess Ray Rice didn't, but they get second chances at things that maybe they shouldn't get a second chance for. Like, and to the people who, to the people who, like you said, Collins are getting angry because they're like, it's your job to go play. And if you don't play, it's not going to change it's anything. Like, yeah, they're That's just athletes. The they're yes. not just athletes. No, they're, they're people just like we are. And it, it's like, so I guess what I'm trying to say is the, the point is not 
people people are getting it twisted, man. They're saying like, oh, well, if you guys don't play, uh, that's not going to change the way that cops think. No, it's like that's not the point. The point that athletes were trying to make was putting the focus back on those things, and it did do that. Like you yes. said, two days. That is all that was in the news, and that is all that was talked about. And you, I, I will be damned if awareness was not raised in those two days. So, oh, yeah, they did what they had to do. They did as much as they could do, I feel like. The NBA, uh, getting that started, applaud George Hill, you know, and all, those, all, all the guys for doing what they did. And the NBA was in danger of shutting down for the rest of the year. And I say danger, it wasn't even – it I might mean, have been the right decision. They, I mean, if they did, I mean, that would have been incredible if they did that. And yeah. I, it would have – like, selfishly, I would have hated to see that because – I'm selfishly a sports fan and I, I enjoy watching these teams play, but like to leave the type of money they would have left on the table to just be like, Hey guys, we need to put focus on what really matters in this country. That would have been incredible. And I think that I I really think they were like pretty close to doing that. I I just, well, I I think I, I think Mark Spears, NBA reporter for like the undefeated said it really well. He's like, I mean, personally, watching these NBA games, it's brought me – it's given me awareness. And it, it's definitely – like, you you see Black Lives Matter everywhere. You see, like, these players in press conferences talk about these social issues that bother them. And, and you see it every day. And I think Mark Spears said it that I don't think these – being in this bubble environment, the guys don't really understand how much they're really doing. And, and – how much of an impact? Like, I think they've made a really big impact playing, but taking those two days off made an even bigger impact. And it, it was a historic day around sports because in the history books in 30 years, when we're talking about what's going on in our country in 2020, that will be a kind of like a, not a groundbreaking moment, but you'll be like the day the Milwaukee Bucks boycotted an NBA game because the Jacob, like, police brutality. So... Yeah. Yep. Last thing I'll say on this, and, and I, I know you feel the same. My, my, uh, my buddy asked me, you know, when the NBA was talking about maybe shutting down, he asked me, he was like, how do you feel about that? And I, no brainer. And it, it's like, as a fan, of course, you're going to be upset. Yeah, as a you man want, in America, right. As a, but as a man in America who cares about people and cares about the well-being of this country, I don't mind it one bit. So if it it does come to that, if it comes to that, you know, and and it goes back to my whole thing, sports cannot be put above humanity. And that is the bottom line. Just be empathetic. I just, I, it just bugs this. I almost put this in what pissed me off this week, but like, if you're not empathetic to understand what they're doing, then I I just, that's just a person I'm really not going to get along with because I I just don't get it. Be empathetic because just because you don't understand like the troubles that there, because we have a, pri- a certain privilege that is given to us for no reason. And it shouldn't be like for the fact that you're not empathetic for like black people who are facing this injustice right now. It just bothers me. I just, I, I, I the, it will never, I'll never understand it, but NBA did come back. Lakers close out the Blazers in five LeBron 14 and in the first round. Trent, you smiling when I said 14 and in the first round. Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. A little bit. Yep, LeBron James, king of the first round. What does that even mean? It means, that Michael Jordan, it means that Michael Jordan lost three times in the first round. I believe it's three. It might be. I, 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 eh. 
did, did LeBron – how many years has LeBron missed the playoffs? He missed it last year and I think his first two years in Cleveland. Maybe just I the first year in Cleveland. Have, might have just been his first year. No, no, so no. This is, a four, this is his 14th playoff run, so he's missed them three times. Okay, so – Years in Cleveland. I, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not even going to throw in there about Michael Jordan and like LeBron in first round because no one cares about the first round. No one really does. No one I'm saying. Oh, and, but, I mean, LeBron took over the series. Like, I, I think it was game two or three. It just, he basically was like, I, I'm going to play better and I'm going to be the best player in the world and the best player of my generation like he is when he turns on the Jets. He was really good. Um. I mean, after Dame went out in game four, dislocated his knee, and he was just done, it, it was pretty obvious the series was over. It was interesting after the game, and you put this in the dock, talking about Carmelo Anthony, he had a really nice, like, bounce back, like, this year, a nice little redemption tour, because he was basically, like, shipped out of the NBA. No one wanted him. He thought he was damaged goods. And he For proved no reason. That he- I, it is kind of weird. I, I don't know why, what was going on in NBA circles. But, I mean, came back, had a pretty successful comeback season. Proves that he could be a pretty good rotation player if he's able to assume the role like he had for the Blazers this year, being a third, third or fourth scoring option and being able to keep passive because in the past, Carmelo, that's not something he usually was great at, especially his time in New York. So, I, I mean, good for Melo. I think he will be back. I, I find it hard to imagine the Blazers want to want to bring him back for the value that he gave them this year. And one thing about like Carmelo that I think is really like odd and like not odd, but like he has like big time cultural cultural impact in like basketball. Like people love Melo. Like I, I've never been like a huge Carmelo Anthony guy. I liked him when he was on the Nuggets because Nuggets had sick jerseys and he was awesome right after he came out of Syracuse. But, like, he hasn't really done that much. Not saying he, ha- I, he he's done a lot. He's made a lot of all-star games. He scored a lot of points. But when you look at his team success, he's obviously never been to a finals. Or uh, I think the closest he ever got was in 09 or maybe 2010 with the Nuggets when they lost to the Kobe's Lakers in the Western yeah. Conference Finals. But, like, he's made cultural impact. So, if he was to retire, that would be a pretty big deal. Like, he, like when you think of – and it might just be because that 2003 draft with, yeah, like, with those yeah. guys, with Braun, Wade, the whole banana boat crew. So that might just be it, but I don't know. Move on to the Eastern Conference. Bucks close out the Magic in five. I still think they're the favorites. I, You know what? It, hindsight is twenty twenty, but, like, I think – and it might be recency bias, but after seeing what the Celtics did today against the Raptors, yeah, they haven't lost them. a game yet. The Celtics are 5-0 and in this playoffs, and really none of the games have been too close. I mean, they, they look like a well-oiled machine. I'm not saying that series is over. I think the, the Celtics win that, that series in six, so I think the Raptors will get two. But I don't know, man. I, I, look, at the, I look at the way the Celtics play, and it's kind of like – they got four guys who can get you 20 on any given night. And then yep. you look at kind of what the Bucks have, though, is they – Brooke Lopez is probably the best shooting center in the whole league. So you drag him out, and that's kind of where the Celtics fall short, actually, is with their bigs. You know, they got Daniel Tice and Cantor, who are both – I mean, they're both, like, tough guys, but I don't Robert think – Robert Williams gave them really good minutes to say. He did. He did. I will – yeah, yeah, good point. Very good point. But I don't know. I, I would still say the Bucks are the favorites – but I would 
I'd be a little cautious if I if I were a Bucks fan because I you, you do not want to play the Celtics. I just don't I I don't know how well the Bucks will match up with the Celtics. It's either going to go really well or it's going to go horribly because of their lack of bigs and, and rim protectors. Like Giannis might have a, a a Congo line to the basket every every single game. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting because. I mean, the Celtics, we saw them play the Bucs last year in the playoffs, and the Bucs were a different team, and the Celtics were a different team. I mean, they just blasted the Celtics off the court. They couldn't – They couldn't. the guy they couldn't guard was Chris Middleton, who's a guy who I think is that's factor for this Bucs team. Yeah. They really want to be able to do anything because he's, like, an actual, like, second option in the scoring-wise. And if Giannis is – I mean, Giannis is going to get his 30 and 10 and, like, 5. Like, and maybe – like and have a couple blocks and be the best defensive player maybe in the league when he's right. So, like, he's going to do his thing. But it's just too much pressure on him if Middleton, Bledsoe, Lopez, Matthews aren't going to give him, like, the support that he needs for them to be a championship-caliber team. I just want to say this. They're not losing to the Heat. Anyone who believes they're losing to the Heat is an idiot. They're not – like – I think yeah, Bam Adebayo is a pretty good matchup for Giannis. But, I, I mean, I just – he'd have been a nice story. Spolster's done a really good job. I thought he probably should have won Coach of the Year. But Nick Nurse did a really good job with the Raptors, too. But they're not, they're not going to beat the Bucs. Giannis is to say uh, he's – I don't think he's at LeBron's level just yet where it's just like if he's on the floor, they're making it to the conference final. Uh, actually, I do. I think if he's on the floor and healthy, his team's going to be in the conference finals every year. I, I just think he's single-handedly that good. And, and I think him and LeBron and maybe Kawhi, when Kawhi's right, are the only three players in the league you can say that about. But, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I, they're not going to lose the Heat. And I, I do think the Raptors win this series against Boston. I, I, I know they had a rough showing today. Brad Stevens, really good coach. So is Nick Nurse. So there'll be a lot of adjustments. But Siakam, Siakam's just having better. He stunk today. He was he wasn't good. Fan Fleet wasn't good either. Who I, I don't know how you rank their players. I would say Siakam's their best player. Yeah. And you got Lowry, and then you got Fan Fleet, and two of the three of those guys did not show up today. So I, I, I would assume they show up later in the series. But I mean, the East is. The West, it, it, the West just kind of feels like, okay, when are the Lakers and Clippers going to play? Like, that, that's kind of yeah. how it feels. And it would be like maybe the Jazz or the Nuggets, whoever wins that series, will squeak in or be able to make some noise. But it just kind of feels like a collision course for the Lakers and Clippers to play. The East is weird. I could see a variety of different matchups, a variety of different things happening. But, I mean – it's just kind of funny when you looked at the East early in the year, you kind of just expected it's going to be Philly and it's going to be Milwaukee. You thought Boston might have taken a step back. Miami, maybe in the midst, uh, they don't have enough pieces. And, and the Raptors are taking a massive step back. And guess what? It's these four teams. I just, I find it interesting. And, and, and the Sixers got, I mean, they fired their head coach and Brett Brown right after last week. I mean, I don't know where the Sitzers go from here because they've wasted a lot of good draft picks. They made a lot of curious moves. I mean, Elton Brandon, who is still with the organization, his seat is very hot right now. Yep, for sure. It, the whole trust the process thing from the jump has bugged me because I don't respect tanking in sports, 
And that's why I appreciate what the NBA has done with their lottery, which is a little weird actually, but I think it, it, it puts more integrity into the sport because look what the Sixers have done. You can't even tell me that like the process and tanking and winning 13 games a year even worked because how many times did they, how many times, how many lottery picks did they have? Like seven in the last like three, four, five years, whatever. And you look at Michael Carter Williams is no longer with the organization. Nerlens Noel was a bust. Markel Fultz was a bust. Uh, who, who am I missing? And then uh, Simmons and Embiid, obviously, but they can't stay healthy or play with each other. So it's just, I don't know where you go. You nailed it. I don't really know where you go if you're Philly. And Elton Brand, yeah, his seat is hot. Because if they, they, the Sixers made all those moves. You know, they traded for Josh Richardson. They traded for Al Horford. Uh, they re-signed Tobias Harris. They made those moves after losing to the Celtics in five last year. And then this year they lost to the Celtics in four. It just blows my mind. Well, I, I mean, they last year, I mean, they're a Kawhi shot away from being in the Eastern Conference Finals. And you can argue maybe they get it done and get to the finals last year. But they didn't have Ben Simmons, obviously, for the playoffs. And it's the Celtics this year, which is obviously a big thing. I'm just really interested in what they do. Because I, I, I honestly – I don't think you blow it up with Simmons and Embiid yet because they're just – they're two really talented players. And it's, I just feel like you let go one of those guys and then it kind of opens up Pandora's box because, like, Embiid's had injury history. Now Simmons has injury history. And, and I, you, you never know. It's one of those things, though, maybe if they just blow it up, that it, it's just going to lead to better things. But – if See, I'm a Sixers, think, Sixers fan, I'm like, you, you got to keep both of them. Just it, if, like Oklahoma City, I can't handle the fact. If I was an OKC fan, I wouldn't be able to live with the fact that we had Russ, like Harden, and KD, and we didn't really – we got didn't ship them all. We shipped two of them out, and one of them didn't resign. We weren't able to keep – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I – I, I, and Simmons and Embiid both had the ceilings to be top ten players in the league. I think the, the problem there, though, is that they just don't get along. I don't think they really enjoy playing with each other. It's not like they, they don't like each other. Like, I don't think they're, they dislike each other. But they're, they're clearly – if you watch the way they play on the court together and stuff, they get annoyed with one another. They don't like – they both have big egos. They both talk a yeah, lot. I mean, it's just – I, just it's don't, a, I so, don't think it's a great match. I don't know. They got they, – it's a very – I say this. It's a very weird fit to – because Simmons is a pass-first point guard who all – when they put him at the four in the bubble, it was actually kind of interesting how they used him. Yeah. They ran the offense from, from the four spot. But he's just got to be able to – if he's – he's got to be able to take three-pointers. He's got to get over that mental block. And maybe it's just Brett Brown leaving that's going to open that up. But once once that happens, I think they'll be fine. But the moves they made around the, uh, Simmons and Beat are very questionable right now. I mean, Horford did not have a good year. Paid him a lot of money. Stuck with him now. And, and, and Horford, the whole idea was he's your Giannis stopper. He, he didn't even get to see Giannis this year, so it doesn't even matter. I, I Josh Richardson wasn't a bad move. I, I thought they made the most out of what they had there. And Tobias is just not what they thought he was going to be when they gave up all those assets with Landry Shamet and all these other guys. So, I, I mean – it's interesting. It's very interesting to me, and I'm very curious to see where that goes because I think they're I, they're going to switch up like their front office, but I, if they get off to a, not a hot start next year, I think Brand's probably gone. 
and you, you could possibly see Simmons or Embiid, they try and blow it up and take it in another direction. Yep, seat is hot with Elton Brand. Also, I mean, the pressure's on for Simmons and Embiid. Like, at some point, dude, you got to win something. I know what you said, like, uh, they were a shot away from getting to the conference finals last year. Yes. I understand that, but it's like, you got to get, you got to advance. You know, yes. you got to be better than sixth in the East. They're you still super better. young, though. They are, they are. But I don't know how much longer they're going to give them. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Okay, let's talk about something that's been pissing everyone off, and especially close to our hearts in Big Ten country. Big Ten now looking towards possibly starting their season on Thanksgiving. Trent, what is your immediate thoughts when you hear that? My immediate thoughts is that it's just kind of ass backwards. Like, I don't really understand why you would go ahead and, first of all, say you're canceling this season, which I didn't really have a problem with because it's coronavirus. But obviously – Everyone else playing kind of sheds – you know, we talked about this last week. It paints you as the villain. But then yeah. now you're going to say, well, we might try to have one in the, in the winter. And people get fed up with that. They're like, oh, well, you can't play college football in February. These are kids, not pros, and blah, 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 whatever. And now you're just trying to – it just seems like they're trying to please all the critics and the chirpers by saying, oh, we'll start it in the fall and, and Thanksgiving, and that way – you know, it will be somewhat normal. And we will, you know, we'll only have to play like two games in January or one game in January as opposed to like four or five throughout January, February. I don't know. I, I don't think it's a horrible idea, but it just doesn't make much sense to me given the context of what's already happened and the moves they've made. What do you think? I, it's just so – I don't hate the idea of starting in Thanksgiving if it's safe by then. Like, it's like, like go ahead and do that. If you figure it out – a way that you think it's a, a, but like, I think them starting on Thanksgiving is just admitted how unprepared they were and how they didn't make actual changes or make actual protocols to try and have this season. They were just basically hoping the problem was to go away, which is, it just didn't. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately it didn't, I wish it did, but it didn't. So well, I mean, that, that is the, that's the essence of the whole situation. You're exactly correct. Like if the virus doesn't get better, none of this even matters anyways, because they can't, yeah. they won't. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're going to start in January. I think this was just an idea. I think this just came out, but if they actually start on Thanksgiving, I would be ecstatic because I get football closer to the fall and yeah. I think that that ensures that you're going to have a regular 2022 season and, and that, I think that's the main priority with all these coaches starting in the spring but I, I mean we watch Austin P and Central Arkansas play this Saturday that was a college football game that happened I know it was FB, FCS excuse me but they're I mean people are doing it like it like it's not a, like the SEC is going to play I, I, I at least try to play and I know there's been a lot of coronavirus outbreaks kind of between position groups, which would make it really interesting for how teams would be able to play if that's going to happen. But I, it's just so it, – the thing that's funny, no one's talking about the Pat-12 either. Like, not, like the Pat-12 is yeah. not catching any of this seat. Good for them. All the Big Ten. It's all the Big Ten. Because the Big Ten look like idiots. They do. They have all these parents – coming up, they're like, oh, we want our kids to play and stuff like that. And you have medical experts saying that their explanation was just kind of not 
they, that what's their medical information against the SEC's medical information? There's just a lot of confusion there. There's not, hasn't really been a huge answer. It's just get on the same page. Like all the schools need to get on the same page because they're not. They're really not. And the coaches and the presidents aren't on the same page. I think Michigan State is like the one school in this conference right now who is kind of like – I know they weren't supposed to be great, and that's probably why – they are more willing to, for this season to be suspended to the spring. But it seems like Mel Tucker and the president are on the same page. Like, yeah, I think there's a lot of presidents right now at these schools who are like, we can't take on this liability. And then you got guys like Jim Harbaugh, who they reported, I don't think they had a positive test for the whole month for the football program at the University of Michigan, which is pretty impressive. But like who want to play and saying that they should be playing. But I'm just so sick and tired of it. Yeah, we all want them to play. They're just not – the Big Ten has just made the decision already that right now they don't have, like, the legal guidance. I, I think it's more legal guidance than health guidance for them playing because I, I, everyone else is going to play. I, like, yeah. Well, because just, you know, on the health subject, it's like it's, it's not safe. It's just not. Like, yeah, these – certain things are happening because there's bubbles in the NBA and the NHL and things like that. But like doing a full contact sport, you know, with players who get to go all over the place, if they choose, obviously there's stipulations in place and restrictions, but like, it's, it's not a hundred percent safe. You know, it's not really safe what they're doing. So I'm, I, I just, I agree with what you said there. I don't know. I, you're right. They got to get on the same page, but they, I, I just can't like figure it out. Just like, I, yeah. I, 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 it's also it's it's a can't win situation at the same time. Like no matter what decision you make, you're gonna be you're gonna catch heat, you're gonna catch flack, people are gonna be calling for your job. It's tough. I do not envy any of these athletic directors or or presidents of the universities or you know even school teachers right no, now. You know, like we're in a horrible. perfect situation as college kids. Like we just well we're not not perfect because we we don't get a regular semester, or regular year, but. We don't have to worry about a lot that some other people do. So well, yeah, being an administrator right now it sucks. Like I can't even I like being a governor, being like a politician, like trying to navigate all this stuff. It's brutal because there's no easy decision because there's no right answer right now because it's like one thing you want to keep everyone safe, but at the same time it looks like this thing's not going to go away for a while, and yep. we sort of need to get back to life to be able to like. I, I don't know, to be in the mental space where our whole – like, get, we can't just, like, stay in our houses 24-7 right. for yeah, just keep doing the next it. three years if this is not going to go away. It's just, like, it, it, people won't be able to function. So, I – like I mean, there already is people who don't give – you know, yeah. who don't care at all, you know. So, it's yeah. like that number is only going to grow, number of people who don't care. So – you're right. One of the strands out, it's just going to, it's just human nature. It's not that people don't believe in science or anything. It's just like, well, I mean, I've been doing this for two months and it's not getting better at all or something. No, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Big time, just figure it out. And I just want to say this, Trent, you're, you covered Mission State basketball last year. Figure out the bubble situation for basketball already. Get on because, it early. Get on it early. Because – we all hope there's some sort of vaccine or something, but it's not going to be widespread until probably next summer or this. Like, I, I don't think life is going to be normal maybe until like this time next year. Yeah. I, I find it, I like, I just find it hard to believe that. 
but at, figure out a bubble system. And if it gets better, then you'll go back to what we usually do. But I, 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 and I think it's easy for NCAA basketball to do it. You do all these, and you, I think you're already seeing some of the preseason tournaments starting to like, hey, we're have all these kids stay in hotels and they're gonna play like seven or six preseason games. And especially if classes are gonna be remote, you can do it. So just figure it out, Big Ten and all college basketball. That's all I was going to say was, you know, especially since, you know, the, the student athletes themselves don't have to be in class, you can do it. You can do the ball. And again, it could just be like the NBA. If you don't want to play and you want to opt out, you can. And I, I assume that number would be pretty low, but who knows? Yep. And it, I, I, yesterday I'm watching that Austin P game and I got emotional. No, no secret. Because, I, I mean, football is just the best. It really yeah. – and, like, it, we talked about how baseball is, like, America's past. It's football now. It, it's, like, the America's favorite sport. It's just so – it's just so different than anything else. It's just so, – excitement on every play almost. It's awesome. And I, it sucks that we're not going to get Michigan State football this year. It, it just really bummed me out yesterday. Really bummed me out. Well, it looks like you might get the Lions and the Spartans on Thanksgiving this year. Yes. So that would be, that'd be cool. to that. Two disappointments this Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's going to be all for us today. Short, quick show. TV's got plans. and We got we to make it quick. That's what I'm, I'm blaming that on you, Trent. The fact that we didn't have any – we didn't have more ideas to talk about. I'm just going to blame it that you had plans. So, that's why we had to be quick. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, good show today. I think we might be in studio in the next coming weeks. Ryan Rabinowitz, uh, former sort of current host of the Dream White Report, still needs one more show, one more farewell in the studio. So when we get back there, he will probably be doing the show first, and then we'll start back up. But thank you for listening to Dream White Report. We hope to see you in the basement. Not see you, but we hope to be in the basement of Holden that Sunday live on the airwaves. But even if – we're not. We're gonna be live next week. There was just a little miscommunication this week from our part. Not anyone at the stations. That's why we're not live this week. But we'll see you next week for Nine Counts Trent Valley, and you'll see Hank next week if he wants to show up to the show too. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org/sports.